Hi, everyone. Welcome to your San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. The San Diego Unified School District has a new timeline for reopening schools. We'll talk to reporter Kristen Takeda about that and other topics. Then we'll hear from opinion writer Chris Reed about why he thinks the plan is unlikely. First, the news. The Rose Canyon earthquake fault, which runs beneath San Diego, is larger and more active than scientists once thought, and because of that, developing property here will soon become harder. The California Geological Survey is creating regulatory fault zones where developers of residential, commercial, and public buildings may need to show that their projects do not sit atop active faults. About 7,000 parcels located in and around La Jolla, Old Town, San Diego International Airport, and downtown San Diego will be placed in the new zones. The zones are expected to be adopted this summer. The Tijuana Plaza just outside the San Ysidro port of entry has once again become a hub for asylum seekers requesting refuge in the United States. As of Wednesday morning, there were more than 50 tents pitched in Chaparral Plaza, where the western pedestrian crossing of the port of entry connects with San Diego. The western part of the port of entry has been closed during the pandemic, and the plaza was mostly deserted until last week. People began sleeping there after the Biden administration announced that it would start processing certain asylum seekers into the United States. Congress is considering expanding the number of judges sitting on lower federal courts to help with caseloads, litigation delays, and costs. In a hearing Wednesday held by the House Committee on the Judiciary, both Congress members and witnesses characterized the situation as a crisis. The policymaking body of the federal courts has proposed that Congress create 65 new permanent judgeships. California should get 23, the conference said, including four in the Southern District of California, which encompasses San Diego and Imperial Counties. San Diego Unified School District announced this week that schools would reopen for some in-person learning on April 12th. That's as long as San Diego falls into the red tier and if teachers and staff are fully vaccinated. In other education news, North County parents sued Governor Gavin Newsom over his school reopening plans, and the district added new members to a committee looking to replace Superintendent Cindy Martin. Kristen Takeda is the UT's education reporter and has been following these stories. Okay, Kristen, so the San Diego Unified School District now has a reopening date of April 12th, uh, but for that to happen, San Diego needs to fall into the red tier and school staff has to be fully vaccinated. I know there's like some optimism and some skepticism um, about that timeline. Is Is the school doing anything or is the school district doing anything to help teachers get vaccinated? Um, So a lot of the vaccinations are pretty much... um, the speed of how fast those roll out are in the hands of uh, county officials mostly. So the school district can't um, quite, they're not quite in control of that, but uh, we do see some promising signs for um, for one thing, uh, vaccinations for teachers and other school staff and other essential workers are supposed to start this Saturday, the county recently announced. So that's um, even a bit earlier than San Diego Unified previously said so, or said they were expecting. So um, that will start to get the ball rolling for teacher vaccinations. And yeah, that's one of the main criteria that the district is waiting on before reopening. And then the other main thing that they're waiting for, the lower case rate, that also seems to be um, looking good so far because the county case rate has been 
on a continuous decline for multiple, multiple weeks now. And we're technically by the, we're technically have fallen below the point where elementary schools could apply to reopen. And um, yeah, we're really close to that seven case, seven per 100,000 case rate. Um, that is the mark for getting back into the red tier. So we'll see what hap what the county learns early next week in terms of our new case rate. But yeah, so far, both of those things seem to be making progress. Okay, so the district says it will open for hybrid education. Um, what does that look like? Yeah, so that basically means you're not attending school in person full time. Either you might be uh, attending the school, for, uh, you might be attending school for half the day instead of a full day, or you might be attending for a part of the week instead of the full week. And a lot of districts have been um, doing a hybrid model where the students are attending in person only two days a week and then the two, two other days of the week they're doing distance learning. So basically that means distance learning isn't going away yet. Um, and of course, all of the school all the schools and districts that are reopening and have reopened, they're all offering families the choice. So there will always be some families choosing to remain in distance learning, um, perhaps, and we'll probably continue to see families choosing distance learning as long as we have the pandemic or as long as students can't get vaccinated, which they can't yet, um, or until, yeah, so we'll continue to see. Um, yeah, distance learning isn't going away anytime soon. But yeah, the idea of a hybrid model is that by having, uh, by like cutting in half how many students are on campus at a time, that allows schools to have better distancing between students because they, you know, have half the capacity of students in a school. So um, we'll, we'll also probably be seeing hybrid models for a while in at least some districts. I know some schools and districts have been, have already moved to full-time in-person instruction, but I think for districts that have been um, especially worried about um, potentially uh, spreading COVID in schools like CD Unified, they're probably gonna st um, be st stick with hybrid until conditions of COVID overall get better. But we don't know at this point what that's gonna look like, like how many hours in the classrooms or what days or? No, I don't think the district knows that yet. They're sending out a survey to parents to see what every family wants to do, whether they wanna go back to school or not. And so I think once they have those numbers, they'll figure out what exactly the hybrid model will look like because yeah, it could be, it can, it can take on different forms. A group of parents in North County sued Governor Gavin Newsom and others this week over the state's reopening plan. What was their concern? Yeah, so basically they believe that the governor or the state rules about school reopening are keeping their school districts from opening all of their schools, specifically their middle and high schools. Um, and so they essentially sued to overturn those rules because um, they believe that's what's keeping their own schools from reopening. And um, the rules basically are uh, the rule that says middle and high schools can't reopen until the case rate falls into the red tier. And then another rule that requires four feet of distancing 
at the bare minimum between every student in every classroom. And um, they think that, and also another rule about a stable, having requiring stable groups of students in classes. So they think that the, the, these parents believe that it's, these rules are too restrictive and um, there are new rules. So they came, uh, they were, they were released just last month, but they're saying because we've already seen different schools and districts throughout the county um, already be open for several months or for multiple months, they don't think the those rules were as necessary. But um, I, I do know that the state has said that, you know, these rules are um, meant to help prevent spread of COVID in schools. Social distancing, for example, is one of the most commonly um, recommended safety measures for schools. And so, um, but the parents still think that um, it's not, that these rules are overly restrictive. Okay, and um, finally, the district has added 46 people to its superintendent search committee. Um, There was some criticism about the way those people were introduced to the public. Can you tell us about that and help us understand what the selection process will be like? Yeah, so basically, uh, Senior Unified is looking for a new superintendent because their current one, Cindy Martin, um, is going was nominated to become the Deputy Education Secretary. So uh, the school board has convened this committee that will help conduct the search. The, the committee will get to choose who the semifinalists are. They'll get to vet the applications. So they really have like a big um, role and say in this process. And um, yeah, so uh, this week they announced who the members of that committee are gonna be. And there are about 46 people. Um, and there was just a, there were just a couple uh, comments at the school board meeting where they announced it from people who wish they had, they, they, they said they wish they had more time to, to see who the board was going to nominate for the, for the committee because um, some of the names were just announced during the board meeting um, minutes before they approved the committee. And um, typically you, uh, you would expect the list to be on a board agenda when they post the board agenda um, days before, but um, when they first posted it, the list, the full list wasn't on there. So yeah, that was just what um, a couple community members mentioned, but um, yeah. Okay. Um, Kristen Takeda, thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Now let's turn to opinion. Chris Reed is the deputy opinion editor at the UT, and he's skeptical that the district can meet the April 12th start date. Chris, we ran an editorial this week questioning the school reopening date. Mayor Todd Gloria said the plan was a clear timeline and brought parents some certainty, but you don't think things are clear or certain. Why? The program is conditioned, or the reopening on April 12th is conditioned on two factors. One is that test rates drop to uh, positive rates of less than seven per 100,000 residents, which is a more than 50% drop from current levels. The news is so good on the pandemic front from all around America that this is quite possible that this will happen. However, the uh, requirement, uh, the second requirement is that all district employees have access to not just the initial dose, but to the second dose of the main vaccines. And normally there's a three or four week delay between receiving them. 
And it's only as of Saturday that educators are eligible to get the first dose. And there's already been huge glitches in the delivery of vaccines as we've seen all week. The Petco station that had administered so many vaccines in recent weeks was closed for a few days. Now there are reports that lots and lots of vaccines are, are coming, but uh, there's little to offer reassurance under what's happened in California so far since the beginning of December when vaccination started, that it's plausible to you know vaccinate more than 10,000 school district employees. It's just not realistic. And there's other weird factors that are involved here as well. The superintendent is leaving to go become a federal official under President Biden. And so there's going to be a leadership vacuum at the top. But even if Cindy Martin were sticking around, she has no history of sticking up to the teachers unions who are the, uh, the teachers union singular. That is the leading advocate of, of go slow. So uh, it just uh, it, it would be rather surprising to me if we really do see reopening on April 12th. But wait, there's more. What's envisioned for April 12th's reopening isn't really a reopening. It's going to be a mix of hybrid, it's going to be what they call hybrid, a mix of distance learning, which has proved horribly ineffective for younger students and in class. So it just seems to me that uh, we're, we're coming upon uh, crucial decisions about whether or not we accept like the, the last year of schooling as valid or whether we should just send kids back and say, no, redo the whole thing. Yeah, I want to ask you about that later. But I mean, what is needed for you to feel confident about the reopening day? Do you think it just needs to be pushed back or do we need to clarify other plans as well? Well, I think we should do what has worked around the world and in other states. We should encourage uh, people to be really safe and practice social distancing. And we should definitely encourage the adults to double mask. But the fact is, this really hasn't been a particularly scary time for kids and yet we operate on the, uh, the notion that, well, what we're doing is protecting the kids. No, we're protecting the adult employees. And so uh, such, it's been such a mantra in American politics for years because of the Democratic argument that Republicans don't follow the science, but the argument is always follow the science. Well, if the silence has worked or the science has worked to get people back to, to school elsewhere relatively safely, then why can't we follow the science? You've been arguing through the whole pandemic that teachers should have been classified as essential workers. Why do you think they weren't? Well, I think uh, in many places, initially at least, it was the fear of the unknown. People really didn't know how virulent this was. I mean, I, I remember uh, you know, wearing gloves so I wouldn't have to touch an elevator button. And I, that was the, the case for the first six or seven weeks after the pandemic really hit on March 11th. So there's just a lot of fear. But basically, as uh, time has gone on, we've seen that states with powerful labor unions have led the way in blocking the opposition to schools reopening, while states where unions are weaker uh, have been much less recalcitrant about reopening schools. So to me, it's almost a function of political clout. And it's too sad because who is more essential than an educator? I mean, we're really seeing these profoundly terrible uh, warnings from pediatricians that kids' mental and physical health isn't just imperiled in the short term, but that they will face long-term damage because of this lost year. Um, in interviews with school officials, they've told us, you know, kids are going to make up for lost time uh, in this coming school year because they're going to accelerate learning. You have a problem with that argument. Well, the idea is simply bizarre because California schools have a long history of underperforming. So if there was some magic formula that we could just invoke to make schools suddenly do a better job, we'd have long since invoked it. So we have the system where an underperforming school system says, oh, don't worry, we can help students catch up. Well, then why haven't you been helping students catch up since, you know, California was founded 170 years ago? 
So it's just like there's there's very, very little to offer encouragement uh, from what state officials say, education officials say, because there are no magic formulas. There's an existing system under which we don't micro test kids. We don't have high expectations of kids. And only the affluent schools tend to do well because their parents and their PTAs are so involved. So the idea that uh, a poor school district like San Diego Unified can help its 100,000 students make up for a lost year, where's the beef? There are a lot of ideas out there about what should be done to help students um, you know, recover from this past year, and maybe that's holding them back a year. What do you think should be done? Well, I think that we should follow the science, to use the dumb cliche, and if, in fact, it shows that students have barely learned since they went, you know, went home last March, we should effort to replace that. And San Diego's a local power couple, Nathan Fletcher and Lorena Gonzalez, both have been saying this for a while. Let's just redo the whole year. I think maybe that might not be necessary for the upper grades. Uh, the older kids are more mature and more disciplined and, and probably uh, get more out of online learning than some of the younger ones. But the fact is, is that I think it's absurd to expect a six-year-old to get much from distance learning. And they should redo uh, you know, the, the class they missed because they, they didn't learn while they're at home. And it's a fantasy to pretend otherwise. Any other grievances you'd like to air? No, that's my limit for today. <laughs> okay, thank you, Chris. Sure, thanks. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. You can find the stories we discussed today online at sandiegouniontribune.com. You can also find us on social media on Facebook and Twitter. I'm Christy Totten. We'll be back tomorrow. <laughs>